what, what 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 are we yeah just say what you were talking about before uh before we started recording i i mean we talked about a lot of things <laughs> oh yeah right no just like right <laughs> before like the moment before i hit start record um yeah matt what were you saying it was something about wealth yeah something yeah, about flexing, yeah. on, flexing on the 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 people who are less fortunate than you specifically no 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 i i think you guys got it twisted oh. um, it was actually uh more about the the company vineyard vines i was talking a little bit about the guys who founded it oh yeah so you hate them you would never oh. like rep them jake no jake we misunderstood he wasn't talking about flexing because he owns a house he was flexing he was talking about flexing in his house that he owns while he wears his vineyard vines t-shirt oh okay okay that makes that makes way more sense for matthew you know that makes way more sense thanks uh well anyway hello and welcome back we're the tough gut podcast um and i'm matthew i'm alex and if i was a pirate my name would be how miss piggy said long john so it would still just be long john but it would be long john and i'm jake (laughs) this this man be tall um and this is episode 66 part four of our pirate bracket otherwise known as our finale guys we're just 600 episodes away from our devil's episode which we've got something really good in the cooker we've got something really good planned for episode 666 if you audience can sustain us for that but long we have something really good planned (laughs) it's gonna be a is it another special who knows Goosebump special number probably like 30 at that yeah. point and given how many years later it will be it might be we steal rl stein's little little skull yeah not to say rl stein will be dead <laughs> in 10 years but yeah you know who knows no we're still gonna steal it no matter what we're gonna steal a skull that's piratey right skulls are piratey uh well we are massively off topic yeah stealing is yeah um stealing and skulls Skull and I mode. think skulls are pirates. Skull and cross flag. Um, which, which I, I want to say, if we're talking about pirate, you know, the movies in our pirate bracket, another uh, pirate thing in Dodgeball was their skull and crossbones on the death ball in the finale. So that's true. Obviously, he you know what, oh, guys, if you'd brought that, all up my earlier. votes are changing. Dodgeball beats <laughs> Pirates Band of Misfits. Dodgeball beats uh, Demands Chest. Finale is Dodgeball versus Hook. Treasure Planet. Yeah, dodgeball versus hook. <laughs> what could have yeah. been? However, uh, b- bringing us back to the topic at hand, we're talking about pirates. It's our finale. Um, our actual finale will be um, Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest versus Treasure Planet. But before we get there, we've got some honorable mentions. Also. We're going to be spoiling these movies, and we tend to spoil even the honorable mentions that we don't even talk about Agnosium. So look out for spoilers, uh, you know. And we spoil, like, movies that aren't about, like, we will spoil probably <laughs> something that has nothing to do with pirates at all. So yeah, you right. should probably um, find our uh, Letterboxd accounts and watch every movie we've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Though I don't think any of us have a perfectly maintained letterbox. No. In fact, I, I, I think, actually uh, I'm the fact, only one that has one. Yeah, I don't have one because I know I've seen like a lot of movies and I would just be overwhelmed that I haven't put reviews and perfect reviews of like, oh, I just saw them afterwards. So like I don't like having a letterbox because it just makes me think I'm incomplete. My that's my secret is I from the day I started the letterbox, every movie I'd seen since then, rather than going back and 
Anyway, unimportant. Jake, you wanna do you wanna start us off with an honorable mention? Oh yeah, I have a fun one. I totally like forgot about this one. Uh, but it's it's this movie called Captain Ron. Do y'all know Captain Ron? No, dude. Captain Ron has Kurt Russell as the pirate Captain Ron. And Martin Short as this dude who has Martin a family. Short. And <laughs> a guy that has a family. <laughs> literally. And he goes on, like, he tries to book them an expensive vacation on a cruise, but he fucks up and fucks the money. And then he runs into this guy. He's like, I'll take you to the Caribbean. And it's Kurt Russell as a deadbeat, like, captain. And they sail out to the Caribbean and encounter pirates and, like, a whole bunch of shenanigans because he's, like, this skeevy guy. And we own this on DVD, my family. Like, I don't know why we own the 1992 comedy adventure Captain Ron, but it's, like, pretty fun. Captain tries to keep sleeping with his wife, you know? Oh, yeah, the epitome of a fun time. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, in a, in a like, oh, this is a lighthearted comedy. It's like, it's like a, mm. oh, I'm the adventurous, like, I'm what your husband could never be, you know? rom mm. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. The boat almost uh, just floods. A, a really great review <laughs> here. Uh, the scenery is pretty, but mm. the movie never makes one wish to be in it. Yep. No, I think it's objectively a bad <laughs> movie, but look at the cover of it. Like, look, look at the... It looks great. It looks like they're it just having like a, a fun time. time, right? Oh, God, it has a 26% of Rotten Tomatoes. If we lived in a just universe, Captain Ron, <laughs> a farce filmed around the Devil's Triangle, would simply have vanished into another dimension. Oh wow. Uh, people are critical okay, of this Okay, but Kurt Russell has an eye patch and he's shirtless most of the movie. It's like Snake Kurt Plissken. Russell looks great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like Snake Plissken was like, you know. A pirate. A pirate and just got drunk on the seas. I'd like to believe it's still in the same world. I don't know. I remember it being a fun time. Uh, last last one. Not to dig too heavy into this. I'm sure it is a fun time. Um, but on, on Rotten Tomatoes here, there is a rotten review from Emmanuel Levy. <laughs> sourced from EmmanuelLevy.com. Oh, okay. And there is no review. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just a, a, a rotten review with no text. Yeah, he, can, he couldn't even you, bring himself to write about it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hit full review, and it just brings you back to the Rotten Tomatoes Captain Ron page. Amazing. Either um, way, either way. I, I'm sure it is a actually a, a fun movie. Yeah, the um, little kid gets a tattoo on his chest and also, like, uh, blacks out his left eye to look like Captain Ron. That's really good. Yeah. So this is a quick call before we move on. If anyone can find Emmanuel Levy's review of Captain Ron, um, <laughs> I'd love to see it because this seems like genuine lost media. He'll reward um, you handsomely. <laughs> his, his website doesn't exist anymore, but it's still the top result on Google. Amazing. Matt has a lot of secret wealth. <laughs> he's willing to pay a high price for the Captain Ron review. Just like I'm willing to pay an incredible price for the genuine Arnuki Beast prop. But very, nobody has yeah. gotten in touch with me about that. You got to get in touch with Warner Brothers at this point. It's probably Once buried got a little in more studio cloud. a lot, like in fucking in- Indiana Jones style. Like it's probably like buried deep within the earth in a lot. <laughs> I have to control its power. Um, <laughs> like the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Sealed in some crate. Alex, what about you? You got a honorable mention? Yeah. This is one that um, an audience member also picked. The Sinbad animated movie. I assume that that's what 
the audience member yeah. also it was said. it was for sure because that audience member also said uh not because it's good but you know fun animation nostalgia so it's probably yeah, it, the same movie. yeah it's like the animation was from the like era of like joseph like code of dreams and like that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. real good um very fluid i barely remember it I remember the like ocean is the villain or something. It's like, is it Calypso? I don't know. Calypso. Um, I release you from your human. Yeah, bone. but that was um, yeah, that was that was mine. I don't remember it very well, but I liked it. I just mm-hmm. can only think of Sinbad in that one movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, uh, Deck the Hall, or all throughout the. I don't know the one Turbo Man, mm-hmm. where he's the mailman mm-hmm. who literally commits jingle all like, the way. Yeah, jingle all the way. Mm-hmm. He commits all those crap. He has a pipe bomb that he throws. At, like, yeah. yeah, there's a a, a fucking mail <laughs> bomb is like a major plot point in that yeah. movie. Wild. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about Jingle All the Way. If one day we do Christmas movies. Um, Spoilers for Jingle All the Way. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we, we spoiled that Sinbad is in fact in the movie and he has a pipe bomb. Yeah, a a one I almost picked for this bracket, mostly because um, I texted Jake about this before we we were picking. I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on with pirate movies. Half of them are just retellings of Treasure uh, Treasure Island. Yeah. <laughs> what what's happening here? Um, so I went a different direction. Uh, with a retelling of Seven Samurai, uh, Beach of the War Gods. It's Seven Samurai, but instead of bandits, it's Japanese pirates. Yep. That sounds awesome. It sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's a pretty good time. But I de- he yeah. didn't pick it because it's eight hours long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he didn't want to do that to us because we would have, Alex and I would have spite voted against it immediately. True, uh-huh. true. Um, yeah. yeah, so I... I one day that may may resurface um, <laughs> because there are a lot of Seven Samurai remakes um, in this one. I don't know if I'd call it one of my favorites, but it's a fun one nonetheless. I think it's wild for my next honorable mention, if you don't mind, gentlemen. Um, it's wild that this didn't come up in even the audience's honorable mentions when we've been talking about it on the on the pirate bracket. Just the third Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. I know people feel mm-hmm. like weirdly about it, but I genuinely think it's a fun time. It's a good end to a trilogy. Uh, it still looks fucking great. It still has great fight scenes and still has like, you know, great set pieces. Gore Verbinski is, you know, maybe he's reeling it in a little bit to get some money at this point. But like, I think At World's End is still a good movie. It has some of my favorite scenes in it. Most satisfying death of a villain is that slow cannonball scene. Love that. That final fight where they're swirling in a whirlpool and the two pirate ships are like in the cyclone. That's like fucking phenomenal. Pretty sick. Uh, it's got some incredible set pieces. Yeah. I I yeah. love its beginning. That's the one that's like, yo ho, all together. And then they hang a child in like the first like second. Uh pretty fucking metal of you, Gore Verbinski. Um very metal of Gore Verbinski. And fun fact, mm. that was a practical effect. That fun, actually, even more fun fact. <laughs> yes, one, it was practical. <laughs> and two, it was a, actually a scene cut for Mouse Hunt uh, that they just <laughs> plastered in. Something that when you become like a really big Gore Verbinski fan that you'll find out is um, they actually shot nearly 1,500 hours of footage for Mouse Hunt. 
most of his <laughs> other films are actually just cut from that yeah. uh, that be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of like any like the mouse, bullshit. the mouse did a lot of improv. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kind of let him go at it, you know. Yeah. Set him loose in a room, give him a couple props, and see what happens. Yeah, if you look um, closely at the beginning of the At World's End, the executioner uh, doesn't let out any noise. It's just a little squeak, and uh, it's the mouse dressed up. He just showed up on set one day with a bunch of. Prisoners. I actually heard it was um, Christopher Walken after he goes crazy. Thinking mm. that he's like a oh, little mouse guy, right? Right. It's good. I think. Yeah. There, there are a lot of takes. A lot of takes of it. They, they were able to play a lot. There was a lot of freedom on the mouse headset. Yeah. I mean, if you're, <laughs> if you're lost right now, uh, go back and listen to our animal protagonist bracket. We watch um, possibly the greatest movie ever made, Mouse Hunt, directed by Gore Verbinski. Uh, watching this movie will change your life. And the tough guy have really been Gore Verbinski stands since then. Um, and he refuses to answer our calls. Yeah. 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 I don't know why. Maybe, maybe he's too fucking busy doing his next big thing. I don't know. I got another one. Yeah. Go for it. This is a movie I haven't seen, but I thought it'd be funny to talk about, uh, sponge out of, uh, SpongeBob sponge out of water. It's the more recent animated SpongeBob movie where, uh, they come out of the water and they become superheroes and get really buff. And, um, Antonio Banderas is a pirate who wants a magic book. Yeah. Um, are, oh, okay. And to, there is a pirate. If we did a pirate bracket, that movie probably Dude, would have been. Well, that should have gone he up. Probably has a crew. Maybe. I would assume Antonio Banderas as a pirate captain has a crew. It sounds okay. like none of us have seen this movie. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I've not. Uh, I, I know you've talked it. about the magic book before, and I actually did hear some good things about this movie. Um, that it takes on like surrealist comedy really well. Nice. Um, I've not seen it myself, though, so I, I can't. Could we have technically done the first the OG Spongebob movie because it has pirates in it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, the the loose definition was it has a pirate. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we, we <laughs> nailed that one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you say it like that. We nailed that. Yeah, yeah, oh. we, we sure did. Antonio Banderas's character's name is um, Burger Beard. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Big fan of and uh, he steals the Krabby Patty secret recipe. Oh no! Another honorable mention of mine. You can't. You dread it. Run from it. Um, whatever the fucking quote is, you can't escape it. Uh, it's a Scooby Doo movie. Yep. Uh, nice. Scooby Doo pirates yeah. ahoy. Um, nice. Which pirate is that? The one where they're on the cruise ship and there's the ghost pirate ship, or is that a different one? Uh, yes, that is that one. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. And they go into the Bermuda Triangle and encounter uh, pirates. Yeah, no. Big, big Scooby-Doo fan over here, as you guys know. Zoinks. Um, You guys got any other honorable mentions or we want to go through some audience ones? To quote one of our audience members, nope. Okay, yeah. (laughs) One of our audience members either had an advanced screening of Jordan Peele's upcoming horror film, Nope, and it ruined the fact that it has pirates in it all of a sudden, or... They just put nope when we asked, hey, do you guys have any honorable pi- mentions for pirate movies? They just, all lowercase, nope. Powerful energy. I feel like, you know, I appreciate it because not only does that show us that like, hey, they're like reading our Instagram posts and stuff, but it also shows like they're responding. Even if they don't respond, they're like thinking about it, you know? Yeah. My favorite is when people pitch things that are like already in our bracket. They're like, yeah, this is a good movie. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, tell us you don't listen without, uh, or even look, we post what the, what the matchups are. <laughs> what the matchups are. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's um pretty good. Pretty good. Of the the honorable mentions, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I talked about it with you guys. But uh, Porco Rosso was yeah. almost what I picked, like between it and Castle in the Sky. But I think Castle in the Sky has like I don't know a little bit more pirates, but they're both great movies. I love um, Porco Rosso as well. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that one too. Look at that guy, little guy flying around. Yeah, not that little. That's the secret. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, speaking uh. <laughs> of fucking, I, you were talking about how Treasure Island gets remade so many times. Uh, one of my friends talked to me about Swiss Family Robinson and and put it as an honorable mention. This movie and just concept has been like remade a million times, and I have no idea. Like, I guess it's based on a book as well, and there's like a treehouse, and there's like, I have no idea. I have no idea about this film. It's like they're literal, like they flee the reign of Napoleon to start afresh in New Guinea and their ship gets damaged on the way and the family is on a deserted island and has to like rebuild and there are pirates. Pirates <laughs> live on the deserted island, thus making it not deserted. What's up? I'm not letting that j- that joke happen again. What joke? <laughs> Get out of here with your bless up. <laughs> bless up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea about it. There's like TV shows, a bunch, of, but only from like the 1960s, like early on. And then for some reason, they just like Hollywood decided to leave it alone, which is like wild to me because usually Hollywood, if they keep remaking stuff, they'll want to keep remaking stuff. They'll be like, "Oh, this is a classic. Let's keep remaking this." So either, yeah, where's the a, new Swiss Family Robinson? I guess meet people the are really clamoring for it. Is Maybe it it's is meet new the Robinson? Uh, meet, I. I don't know about that. Yeah. That movie has time travel. Yeah, and dude being attracted to, um, right? Isn't there something wrong in there? He's attracted to his mom <laughs> or something. I think there's something where, like, he kisses his mom. It, 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 there's some Oedipus his, stuff in his there, right? His future wife. His like, future mommy wife? <laughs> literally, like, his his yeah. future wife mothers him uh, a little yeah. bit. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Uh, mothers him a little bit but then also like gives him a smooch before he heads back in time yep. even though he's still a young boy which is like <laughs> i don't has think a lot a, of implications i don't think she kisses him on the lips <laughs> i don't remember yeah but i'm pretty sure <laughs> that says, does not she happen. says right before this is like my like this is my sexy kiss so it's like a little like, <laughs> she says right before like when you come when i see you next i'll have my top off like, uh, you're about to crush this <laughs> my god no, 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 no. <laughs> Edit it out, edit it out, or at least bleep it. Man, guys, time time travel's weird. (laughs) Yeah, 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 we can can bleep that. Yeah, fun Uh, fact about Meet the Robinsons, uh, you know, the villain's (laughs) name is Goob. Yeah. He's like, let it fester and boil, and uh, my sister loved that so much when we were younger, she would call me Goob, and she still calls me Goob. So you're the villain of Meet the Robinsons. Yeah, at least I don't kiss my bobby wife, like, fuck you, dude, let's not... He's the tragic victim, Matt. I, I mean, honestly, from what I remember, yeah, it's not Goob's fault. Yeah, no, it's Lewis the evil is hat. A, a fucking nerd. It's the evil hat. Yeah, the boiler hat. Yeah, maybe we should rewatch Meet the Robinsons because it seems like none of us have a great grip on what the plot was. <laughs> I have a fantastic grip on that movie. I feel like <laughs> I could 
I could arc it out very well right now if we wanted me to, but I feel like that—that's no, uh, a trap that we yeah, could we'll, fall we'll into. Yeah, yeah. Next forty-seven minutes doing something else. I imagine, you know. But thank you, I appreciate it. Anyone else want to call out an honorable mention from the audience? Um, we still have a bunch. A big one said by multiple, multiple audience members, but Captain Phillips, which I feel like probably low-hanging fruit to to miss because of people supposedly yeah and also i mean it's modern it's the one like modern pirate stuff Mm because there's still pirates that exist my dad my dad would literally go out to sea fighting pirates for for stuff he was doing shit dude uh i never saw captain phillips i remember hearing that it was good Uh, i mostly remember the look at me i am the captain now jake you've seen captain phillips yeah yeah Cool, okay, that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah, and look, I got actually told to do this, and I, a uh, you know, person told me to do it, got upset that I picked Dodgeball over this. Uh, <laughs> I just enjoy Dodgeball more as a movie. Uh, a pirate movie. Uh, sorry, a pirate, a pirate movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Dodgeball, my favorite pirate movie. Yeah, well, you should have voted accordingly then. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, thanks, my guy. <laughs> Look, yeah, like Captain Phillips would be, it would have been fun to have more modern pirate, but you know, that's one on thing us. I will say as far as um, Captain Phillips goes. To my knowledge, most of these Somalian pirates were Somalian actors, which is yeah. very cool. Ooh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Tom Hanks uh, got Chet Hanks to give him some lessons about, you know, any kind of black culture and uh yeah in a la- interacting with other cultures <laughs> yeah. and Ch- chet's expertise yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll say i do love tom hanks as an actor oh i thought you were gonna say we- chet oh god i thought you were gonna say <laughs> chet. no but i just think we should pick more tom hanks movies yeah uh really? much like we did a nicholas cage bracket we should do a tom hanks who knows bracket. tom hanks may appear in our next bracket it's a very high chance that he will i would yeah, Nick, probably he could, could just be all Tom Hanks, you know? <laughs> Look, I'll be real. Someone pitched Free Willy. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Look, I love our audience. I really, really do. But sometimes they're little stinkers. There's a reason we do this show. Yeah, Not honestly, it gives me affirmation. Like, sometimes they give pitches. I'm like, oh, yeah, we did miss that. That really sucks. And then sometimes they pitch Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which this okay. is like the opportunity there where I is, wish I could ask some questions. <laughs> I don't I think there are multiple Free Willy movies. One of them is called Free Willy Escape from Pirates Cove. Wait, uh-huh. so there could be there could be pirates in a Free Willy movie. Hey. I think Bindi Irwin is in it. She is. She's Kira. Whoa. The the, Kira the character. It's the ma- main character. Kira discovers a baby orca stranded in the lagoon near her grandfather's rundown seaside amusement park. Holy shit. Wow. Why Free did- Willy. This movie came out first in Hungary. Interesting. Wait, okay. <laughs> this movie stars Bindi Irwin, parentheses, daughter of croc hunter, Steve, and otherwise known as the Jungle Girl. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't think there are pirates in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it just spoilers sounds like... for spoilers for <laughs> Free Willy Escape from Pirates Cove. Oh, uh, well, the poster does have a pirate guy. Anyway, I, I don't know. I would love to ask some questions, audience member, but unfortunately we can't. I don't know who you are. Um, <laughs> uh, another one that I'm a, a huge fan of, but didn't feel piratey enough for me. But uh, Stardust, which is a yeah. lovely film, Love that lovely story by the oh so talented uh, Neil Gaiman. Uh, but 
not 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 enough pirates going on there for for me to want to put it in this one. Yeah, I, I do also love Stardust, but it's no free willy. <laughs> I someone in the audience said the pirates who don't do anything, which is a VeggieTales pirates movie. My only experience with VeggieTales was in Hebrew school. I watched uh, the VeggieTales do the story of Moses. Wow. <laughs> That's and cool. I always felt like other people liked VeggieTales more than I did. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, what? that's because uh, they're Christian. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Right, Jews. Jews Catholic the podcast. Yeah. Everyone knows zucchini is Catholic. <laughs> Isn't one of them a zucchini? What a what a good sentence. Dude, you is he a cucumber? Probably. Larry the what's Larry? Cucumber. Larry the cucumber. cucumber. I'm looking at the list. There's a tomato, right? Yeah, there's we're, definitely we're, a tomato. Okay, well, moving away from the Veggie Tales, because right. it seems we're really right. scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh, it looks like there's there. there's a butternut squash. Right. I do wanna I do wanna call out. Someone put um, Bad Traveling, which is technically a short film in the new se- season of Love, Death, and the Robots. Um, fucking phenomenal. Uh, really, really good. David Fincher directed it uh, himself. Um, if you guys haven't seen that one, genuinely like take a look at that short film it's really it is it is a really really good movie but like you know we don't do short films on this we could do that one day for a uh special why couldn't we pick a short film i feel like we could pick a short film yeah we just have never done that before like just picked a short be kind of cool okay well then save several hours (laughs) hey we're on that grind that's podcasting grind But yeah, uh, Bad Traveling genuinely is really good. Just want to call it out. I mean, it's technically in a TV show that features short films, so it's like a little weird. Uh, But it's very good. It is a complete story. Highly recommend. Nice. Good plug. Uh, Any other honorable mention you guys want to call out um, before we we move on to our final matchup here? Someone said Princess Bride. That's a fun one. I like Princess Bride. I don't know. It's kind of piratey because he plays Dread Pirate Roberts, but... Like, not super piratey, mm-hmm. um, but great movie. Yeah. Yeah. People also did The Goonies. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention The Goonies, I feel like. I've actually never seen The Goonies. You've never seen The Goonies? No, I haven't. Um, It is a, <laughs> probably in retrospect, uh, <laughs> some bits probably haven't aged super well. Yeah, but people love The Goonies. Um, That's a beloved thing. Yeah, yeah. Something people feel very close to. Yeah. All right. Well, any anything else? Thank you guys so much for submitting so many honorable mentions and allowing us to, you know, submit. Can't believe no one else was on my Captain Ron kick, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, I, we appreciate you. We love interacting with y'all in any way, shape or form. Uh, we don't have any other honorable mentions, do we? No, none other floating around? I don't. Oh, oh, we got an email. I actually. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, it's. From our our dear friend, Optimus Prime Rib. He sent it actually yesterday. I think he sent it in the middle of the day. See, this oh, is this nice. is why I haven't this looked is at why it yet. I have my notifications off for for our email because I the can't corporate email. I can't in the middle of the day begin Ooh. like Optimus Prime Rib <clears throat> death threats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sick bastard! You've done it again. Um, Optimus Prime Rib has sent us a link to a news article that uh, is titled Transformers Age of Extinction continues to rule the most pirated movies list. <laughs> that's pretty um, funny. That's pretty that's funny. Pretty 
<laughs> How does he That's keep doing good. this day after day? <laughs> it's it's actually impressive the way that. Uh, it continues to be twisted <laughs> to fit our bracket. Themes. Wait, that's really funny. Um, a fun fact, blast from the past kind of moment. It's like, oh, this week's first new entry Stra- landed it straight at number two, Sex Tape, a comedy featuring Cameron Diaz and Jason Segal. A friend of mine, <laughs> when Sex Tape came out, immediately pirated it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so. Did they think it was know, an they're... actual sex tape between Cameron Diaz and Jason Segal? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't that's know, the only that way is... I think anyone would be excited for that movie. Um, yeah, want to actually watch it? Yeah. Um, I wonder how much time Optimus Prime Rib spends finding these. I'd like to read like, this. This is that, an article yeah. from this is an article from 2014. Like, I feel like it doesn't just come up if you search Transformers: Age of Extinction Pirate. Maybe right? it does. It probably does. Because what else you would know. come up? You know. We're learning your methods, Optimus Prime Rib. Yeah, and how lazy you are. <laughs> it's just a bunch of weird. Oh no, this is this comes up with like villains. Yeah, mm. it's like a bunch of weird uh, Transformers lore, huh? So maybe maybe they did their research, or maybe they set the years to specifically <laughs> twenty fourteen <laughs> in their search. <laughs> Or they're from the past. That's true. Oh, it's on. It's just on the second page of Google links. The second page of Google. That is near impossible to get to. Well, yet again, um, <laughs> uh, Optimus Prime Rib continues to do this. I look forward to the day when Alex has to bow out of the podcast because we put Age of Extinction in. Please, uh. <laughs> Please no. Dude, that's the day Please Alex retires. Do He'll do yeah. it. That'll, that's episode 666, is we have to watch Transformers Age of Extinction. That's your personal hell, truly, genuinely. If we haven't watched it yet, we'll make God. a commitment to do it for 666. But we might Can we make a rule? That. We each get one veto. <laughs> one we, veto in the history of the podcast. We each get one you don't have to watch that movie. Like, you you <laughs> literally can just be like, nah, I'm not watching it. And you, you have to say it during the podcast so the audience knows, but like... That you didn't watch the movie? You didn't, you didn't watch it. Anyway, uh, with that, um, I guess thank you so much for the continued interaction <laughs> from the broader audience and maybe you too, uh, Optimus Prime Rib, because um, at this point you have committed for, I don't even know how many brackets we've done, but every single one. Which is impressive. 15, 14, 14 brackets. Oh, wow, yeah. dude, that's crazy. Uh, as always, um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. If you like listening to the honorable mentions, but you thought of some that you could have sent our way, uh, you should follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tough Cut Pod. This time we're doing it in the middle of the episode. Whoa. Thank you, Alex. You're welcome. Um, and now I'll introduce our movies because we can get right into the matchup, right? Oh, he's just going for it. I'm yeah, doing let's it. Do it. We're let's doing do it. it. Finals matchup. We've had some incredible journeys, some incredible discussions. But now we are here. Pirates of the Caribbean to the Dead Man's Chest versus Treasure Planet. Dead Man's Chest, directed by Gore Verbinski. It's the second movie in the original Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. Jack is out there doing his thing. Uh, Orlando Bloom and <laughs> Kira Knightley want to get married, but they can't because they're going to be arrested. In real life. Um, yep. Bill Nye is got a squid on his face. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, think, Pirate, that's I, the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Thank you. We, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> do you want to do Treasure Planet now? Sure, yeah, I can also do Treasure Planet. You did pitch it. <laughs> I did. Treasure Planet. Um, it's Treasure Island, but it's in space and kind of the future and also kind of the past. And, Perfect. Um, that's it. There's a cyborg. Okay. We covered all the important pieces. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's hop right into this finals matchup between these two great films. Obviously, the big one on everyone's mind. Pirates of the Caribbean is a hard foe to topple. Um, It's true. People think pirates. They think pirates essentially like obviously parts of the Caribbean lifted it from, you know, like treasure Island before it, et cetera. Right. But people think like pirates as they're portrayed in these movies, they really defined the cultural zeitgeist mm-hmm. for modern pirate movies. And yeah. then you have treasure planet that killed a, a, a version of animation uh, and, and flopped hard. <laughs> um, but Not we, a but we fault enjoy. of itself. <laughs> but we enjoy. Look, I've been dreading this 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 finale, mostly because I don't I don't know how I'm not voting for Dead Man's Chest here. I'll be I'll be right out the gate. It's gonna be hard. It'll honestly, if someone's feeling hardcore about it, they they got to do some convincing on my end. And it's not even fueled fun. by spite or fueled by. I think uh, it's fueled by genuinely. It's not even spite. Like I like Treasure Planet. I don't like it more than Dead Man's Chest. Wow. Hmm. And that's just like, maybe there's more of it. Maybe it's a sequel, so I got more of it because the first one's good. Maybe I am in that camp of people who like love pirate mo- or like what they think pirates. They think, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's just like we, we talked a lot about how Dead Man's Chest and, and these movies are just so well crafted and, and, and mm-hmm. such a feat in movie making like like from like a, from a practical pr- perspective from like an emotional perspective i just think dead man's chest holds so much weight it's hard it's very very it's hard. really hard and i, I think, think i want to know, try to praise treasure planet for something it does better than than dead man's chest but i don't know so here's here's where i'm coming at it from i agree with you jake it's really difficult because i think the best part of treasure planet is the relationship between Jim and Long John Silver. Mm-hmm. Their relationship and like the way that they grow, I guess two things. It's their relationship and the world building. When you take that and you look at Dead Man's Chest, the three best parts of Dead Man's Chest are the characters and their relationships, the world building that this second movie does, yeah, Jesus. and the like dynamic way that those intermingle because they intermingle in a really interesting way to add a ton of weight to all of the different set pieces that the movie has. So it's just, it, it's hard for me to defend treasure planet when I think dead man's chest also does the thing that treasure planet does really well, but I think it does it better. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, but it's, it's so interesting because we still, you know, we still made treasure planet, come all the way this way we obviously love it for what it is but it's so interesting to have two movies where it's like we love this movie but we like love this movie um and that's like really difficult just because like i think treasure planet's a good movie by all means but if i'm putting it right next to the candle of of dead man's chest i don't know 
What are, what are you stewing? <laughs> what are you stewing in there in your little hmms, Matthew? What are your hmms thinking about? Because for me, this matchup really comes down to like, I think there's two different conversations. A conversation of what is a better movie is like one side of it to me. And the conversation of how do each of these deal with their pirates? What do they do with their pirates and how much pirate they got going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the the bracket is about the, the second one. Mm-hmm. It's about the mm-hmm. latter, which I still think, I mean, there's a lot of pirate shit. So that's what I was kind <clears throat> yeah. of trying to get at when I right. the first point I was talking about a little bit is we think pirate. We think the pirates of the Caribbean. That's just like it is defined the modern zeitgeist of pirates so well. I actually I think of Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> uh, because <laughs> for a lot of reasons you try to think of Ben as little as possible. I genuinely. Um, whereas I think I take issue with this idea that Pirates of the Caribbean's world building is better than Treasure Planets, especially when it comes to specifically piratey things, because Pirates of the Caribbean in their world building, a huge portion of it is just lifting from like existing pirate iconography and pirate stuff. Whereas, you know, Treasure Planet is a retelling of Treasure Island as a story, but they take their world building elements and like imagining its way through you know what would pirating look like in the ethereum sea that is our reimagining of space Mm. and i think that's like a really impressive thing to do sure and i do think it gets some like good new perspective on pirate stuff you know like I, i i brought it up once before but the scene is they they travel past the black hole and it's like oh, you know, these people are seafaring folks that know, like, you've got to tie yourself down because the gravitational forces are just going to suck you away to your death. Like, that is, like, such a cool little tidbit of world building that, like, feels like that's what, you know, like, pirates would learn to do this stuff because they, you know, grow up on ships, grow up sailing around the galaxy. That's a really good point. And I think um, what, what that actually reminds me of and makes me think of is that, while I think, like, on its surface, Pirates of the Caribbean appears like the more piratey movie, right? But I think when you're looking at story structure and, like, end goals and things like that, Treasure Planet actually has the more piratey narrative, I guess. Like, it feels like a more pirate-centric narrative versus I don't, Dead Man's Chest. I because don't in Pirates of the Caribbean... <laughs> I mean, in Pirates of the Caribbean, I feel like it's this, like, political thriller kind of thing, right? Where you have people with a bunch of different perspectives, like, all trying to maneuver a bunch of different uh, variables to, like, achieve their end goal. And the pirating Where, is a means to the end. The, rather a pirating than the, is a means to the end. The Whereas end Treasure is being Planet, a pirate in and of itself. Right. Treasure Planet is, like, we are going to, like, hunt down this pirate, this, like, pirate captain's, like, loot of a thousand worlds. Like, that is so piratey. That, to me, feels well, like... real pirates, it was a political thing. Like, that That was a... Re- it was illegal to do piracy, and they, like, actually, like, had people doing stuff. And, like, that was a real... Like, that is, the, like, the trading, the trades. They wanted free trade. Like, that's... What do you mean? It's more piratey. I get that it's in space. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about just, like, general... Like, standard pirate narratives. Like... The standard pirate narrative is like going searching for treasure, right? That's they the pirate want thing. gold. I don't know. I feel man. like that's what you get in Treasure Planet. You don't get that as much in Pirates of the Caribbean. They're searching for a chest. They're searching for a chest. They're just putting lore, and pirates are superstitious a lot. That's like a real pirate thing. And incorporating, I think you're not giving enough credit to like breathing life into Davy Jones and Davy Jones Locker. That's like fucking super creative and dope. 
and like have okay real talk real talk pivoting the conversation sure pirate crews um are in a fight ring they each pick one crew member to represent themselves for some reason i'm not i'm not saying why they chose this way but the two pirate crew members that are chosen to represent their crews are ben and the member of Davy Jones's crew that's got the hermit crab head. Oh, hermit crab head who who fucks up on the island. A hermit crab head is gonna <laughs> fucking slaughter Ben. There's there's no contest. Yeah. And you could give hermit crab head just the head, and he would still win. <laughs> okay, that was all, I guess. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew's hatred for Ben will still uh, fuel him past <laughs> any any real conversation there. A- any yes, which ending. I guess uh. I guess I should have just like kept mentioning Ben uh, in the semifinale or semifinals and just seen him get angry, <laughs> anger about this movie. Hey guys, so um, I found a random Pirates of the Caribbean uh, character generator. Oh my god! Uh, so we got Governor Weatherby Swan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's he faring against Ben? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair fight. Yeah. No, I Though still he, think he's he like punches a guy. Yeah, still yeah. Like I mean, well, Ben with or without the, the, the brain chip. Look up a wild generator that has either Ben or Ben with or without the brain chip. The I think it's got to be. There's got to be it. <laughs> I think it has to be Ben with the brain chip because Ben without the brain chip will forget that he's in a fight right now. And honestly, the governor like is a squeamish little bitch. So like he'd probably be <laughs> real scared if a robot started like talking and coming at him. He very much wouldn't understand the concept of robots. Yeah. And I think that that would be his downfall. hundred yeah, percent. However, I think in some strange twist of fate. Um, as they're battling, Ben will be like disemboweling Governor Swan, um, and then just trip over the edge of the boat and fall into the ocean, and then they both die. Yeah, I, I know. I really think no matter what, Ben should lose and could lose in any scenario. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of how and when and why and how long it takes. I agree. I agree. Because it's the ending we deserve. Yeah. Yeah, it's the ending Ben deserves. <laughs> um. I, I w- w- went back and rewatched the ending of Treasure Planet because I was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. They um, left Ben out of it. Then it turns out they fo- they hired him as like a little he works at the, the cafe. Yeah. I'm like, damn, <laughs> I yeah. bur- burned that out of my brain when I first watched the movie. <laughs> so lo- looping back to, to these two movies here, it is tough. I do think that there are f- flaws in both of these films beyond Ben and uh, <laughs> beyond sort of the the beginning of the flanderization of mm-hmm. um, Jack Sparrow a little bit. Yeah. Something I think is a really interesting approach each of these films take is by and large Treasure Planet is a very slim experience. The plot essentially erupts into Jim's life 90 seconds into the movie. Mm hmm. Whereas Pirates of the Caribbean is a obviously very long movie, a fairly long movie with a lot going on. And just like experientially, how do you guys think these movies are using their like length and structure to their advantages? I think it's also, unfortunately, especially during that time to have an animated movie exceed, like be like egregiously long. Uh, longer than 90 minutes basically yeah genuinely well because yeah. like they they want to be making them for kids and the kid audience and kids attention spans like just won't won't hold that but parts mm-hmm. of the caribbean still based on a disney ride still trying to be at least semi-catered towards kids put 
a longer time because they're like, you know what? We're building a world. We're building something. I think it is a hard sell on the surface. Uh, like, if you ask me, oh, would you rather watch a 90-minute animated pirate movie that's still, like, really good, or would you rather watch, like, an almost three-hour, like, pirate movie based on a Disney ride? Like, on the surface, like, I'll probably pick the animated pirate movie, but I think once you get past that surface, it's, like, I just think Pirates does, like, they needed all of that time. Like, I don't, I don't feel like they didn't use that time well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was actually yeah. what I kind of wanted to bring up specifically about Pirates of the Caribbean that I think is done so well. It's a long movie, but they employ these their time for like 90 ish percent of it really, really well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they have this super broad scoped narrative where they've got a lot of intersecting plots that are eventually going to kind of come together. So they've got characters sort of across the Caribbean doing different things. Um, and you need a lot of screen time for that. And I think they pull it off really, really well. Potentially the one exception being... Uh, or the big exception, not the one exception. The big su- exception being the Cannibal Island, which is like a pretty fun set piece. Yeah, you don't. Necessarily but I don't know if it contributes it. to yeah. character. Yeah, you don't yeah. necessarily need it. I mean, it shows. Uh, it gets. Uh, who who gets back on the island on that one? So Will. Will. That's when Will, Will. That's like a vehicle mm-hmm. for Will again. to have a fun return rather than I'm on the ship again. Let's do it. Um, yeah. So and that's probably why yeah. it's in there. Yeah, I think. To your points, though, about, you know, runtime, I think Pirates of the Caribbean uses its time really, really well. Um, And I think what it does so well is that it is constantly building. It has these, like, minor climaxes, but it always, like, ramps back up very quickly. And so you're anticipating what's next, the whole movie. Versus, I feel like the issue with Treasure Planet is, like you brought up, Jake, like, it, there's just not enough of it. Like, it it needed more, I think. Um, And, Hmm. you know, it says so much that I want more. Right. But I wish we had it. I feel like, you know, the whole montage of Jim and Long John, like, learning to sail and then, like, that juxtaposed with uh, his dad leaving, that does so much to strengthen their relationship. Like, I think the time is used really well and really effectively because that relationship is so, so good. But I feel like there was more. or Like, I feel like there should have been more. Right. As good as what they had was, I wish that there was more. Yeah, they're basically forced to make this super, super tight narrative, which I think works really well. Yeah. Um, However, it would have been nice to let it breathe a little bit. We could explore this world a little more, um, which is one of the benefits I think Pirates takes full advantage of. Because, you know, as much as it's kind of a a lot at first glance, you know, a two and a half hour long movie, Mm -hmm. it, it, I think, generally uses its time pretty effectively. And can you can really get to see a lot more of the world and what's sort of going on with a lot of different characters, which is nice. You know, Mm -hmm. I I just can't like and I may find disagreements in this statement. But just I can't shake the feeling that which Treasure Planet and, and it may be all of the context of, you know, when it was made, how it was made, all that stuff. I just I felt like they didn't believe in it as much like they, they were super creative. They did like creative things, but I feel like they didn't believe in it as much. And so they didn't give them as I... much like time and space and, and as much as like something like Dead Man's chess where i feel like they believed in that scope and store so much that they flung everything like this is a sequel so they gave them a little bit more like room and that's not a knock on treasure planet that's just like i think 
how it came down to how both of these were created and like the stories surrounding them. Who are you saying didn't believe in it? Are you saying it's like the creatives or the Disney execs? Because I feel like the creatives believed in it. No, yeah. I don't think the Disney execs. I mean, they're making a labor of love. It's like an anime. Like, yeah, they, they believed in the movie, but I don't think they were given enough space to grow and like actually do stuff. Whereas I feel like in Dead Man's Chest, they, they gave them space to grow and do stuff. And I think it's just Which evident. Yeah, there's a reason. Because it was, it was expensive and Disney yeah. was like, we're not going to give you the money you need. Right. Um, because the director pair, uh, Ron Clements and John Musker, mm-hmm. they repeatedly tried to get Disney to green light this. Yeah. And Disney had them making other projects to be like, okay, you know, five for me, one for you kind of deal. Exactly. Um, so they worked on, you know, a whole bunch of other Disney properties, um, that were immensely profitable. Um, they super, super believed in this story. It was, you know, Disney executives that didn't. Yeah. Um, however, I, you know, I think with that said, I still think Treasure Planet is super successful with what it was given, um, and creates a really, I mean, in my opinion, like still my favorite version of the Treasure Island story. Right. Um, it's so, so great to see that get the opportunity to come to life yeah which is not a knock on parts of the caribbean it's more that gore verbinski made the first one the first one was great and disney was like oh we got some we got some stuff going on and was like here have the money make this one shoot it back to back with the sequel that we are going to make the most expensive movie ever made right and like that is how much they believed in this property right. and it shows there's so much love and attention put in and they put their money where their mouth was on that love and attention. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. wish that treasure planet got the same amount of attention, like love and attention. And I feel that way about a lot of like, you know, animated movies that get just like thrown under um, the radar just because it, it it's expensive to make animation and not a lot of people see it because no one want to watch yeah. a little kid movie. <laughs> And I'm like, that's no, I'm not going to make billion dollars on Treasure Planet. I can make a billion dollars by, you know, making the 19th Marvel movie. Right. I don't know how many there are. <laughs> so probably more than a joke may or may not make sense. How you guys feeling? I feel like there's still more we can talk about. But every conversation is, 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 is seems to be met with the same. Uh, yeah. Same conclusion. It's a tough one. I think it's just hard and I'm trying to be like open about it, but it's just not, it's, there's such a disconnect here. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a very large chasm and I'm Mm -hmm. trying to break my barriers here. So I guess you think that dead man's chest is both a better pirate movie and just a better movie in general than treasure planet. Yeah. So is that there's no world where you don't essentially, Without, you know, another hour of convincing, there's no world where you're going to vote for Treasure Planet. I don't think so. Where where are you kind of litmus test, Alex? Where are you kind of sitting? You know, I'm somewhere in the middle. I think I'm leaning more towards Dead Man's Chest, though. What about you? Where are you at? I think that that is the the very first point I was making. One of these I think is a I like better as a film. The other one I think is a better pirate experience i i think that um i'm gonna vote for uh pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest um i also am voting for pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest i think like you guys said earlier it it is hard to think of a more piratey series of movies than the pirates of the caribbean movies when you think of pirates you think of them mm-hmm. uh and i think it's gotta be dead man's chest 
in a strange twist of fate i'm actually voting this is the one scenario where i would vote for treasure planet uh you know so no um i can't even joke vote it i'm voting for dead man's chest i genuinely think treasure planet's a great movie like we, we it just i think it sucks doing doing this matchup because i know we all love treasure planet and we don't want it to feel like it's like overwhelming but like Sometimes the truth is the truth, and I I just, you know. I think if this, if we, like, took our final mashups, and the final mashups turned from, like, bracket theme to just, like, best movie, that would be a much harder conversation, I think, than which one's the best, like, the pirate movie. Sure, yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean literally, you know, as I've said eight times, defined a, the genre of pirates in, the, in modern yeah. cinema. Like, you can't escape that. That is... <laughs> <laughs> that right. that is powerful right um with that uh pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest wins our our pirates bracket much congratulations gore now a two-time winning director uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait uh mouse hunt didn't bastard <laughs> spoilers for our bracket we're spoiling our own content honestly i'd kind of forgotten <laughs> i just view it as a winner at this point with how much it's been referenced uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, you hear us um, talking about Paddington 2? No. I still do. I like lots of Paddington tweets. <laughs> That's really good. That's really wholesome <laughs> of you. Uh, there's a there's a good uh, Platinum Jubilee Paddington had tea with the queen. I love that. That's really, really sweet. Um, <laughs> not that I'm a monarchist. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're not getting into that, but, you know, yeah, Paddington might convince hey, me. Hey, you, you voted for you <laughs> voted for pirates who have a pirate code in the king. So maybe you are true. With that said, big monarchy um, boy, follow us, rate the show on all your favorite listening platforms. Mm-hmm. There are lots of them um, and we'd love your, to get your guys's reviews. Beyond that, there's one last big topic uh, that we've got to cover today. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. What? What's that thing what in Matthew's beard? Are we- yeah, you didn't know Matthew had a beard, huh? <laughs> it's a little bit of pretzel crumbs. <laughs> he was eating pretzels earlier, and there's some crumbs in there. No. Isn't that kind of um, funny? <laughs> and that- romantic. Well, it's, you know, a brush with a, a kiss in that beard. Mm, Certainly God, would be a little God, romantic. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> um, with that said, a perfect transition that was... <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing, boys? <laughs> 90s rom-coms. 90s rom-coms. There were too many rom-coms that we had to limit it to just the 90s. Don't worry, our next bracket after that totally won't be 2000s rom-coms. <laughs> might be, I don't know. It'd be kind of funny. It would be funny. Um, there are a ton of them. And I'm going to pick the bad ones. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Ron. <laughs> um, what a powerful choice that would be. Yeah. So look forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Classic 90s rom-coms. Because it's been a little while since the boys on the tough cut had gotten a little sultry with you. Summer of love. Ooh, yeah. ooh, summer, summer of love. love. Summer of love with the tough cut podcast. Ooh, are you going to get a it's little you. lovey-dovey with us? <laughs> you on a three-way date with the hosts of the tough cut. I do. We it. ask I'd be <laughs> what kind of wine us. you'd like with dinner. Oh. Wait, okay. what? Oh, well, yeah. Nice. Sorry. Why did huh? dinner? Yeah. Wine and dine them. Wine, we will wine and dine all our listeners all summer long. Come along for the rom-com bracket. It's sure to be lots of fun. Mm-hmm. 
I think we did just a perfect, perfect outro. I think nothing about this <laughs> outro could be, could be like, I don't know. I just think I have one more thing to tell the audience. It's the pirate bracket. I made this promise. I don't know if I got cut in all the episodes. I, I just, I, I, I need to tell them. I need to tell the audience where the treasure is buried. The treasure is located. <laughs>